Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Woo! Oh, damn, I wanted to sneak in and, and get my high first. Oh, say it. Oh, say it. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> the time late. has passed. Is it now going to become a competition? I don't know. I just like, thought, you know... I like being the be. first comment on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First. Oh, well. Maybe someday we'll post a YouTube video. Maybe. I don't know what it would be. Don't bother. We don't do anything fun. Don't bother. I, You know, for from for the other show that I'm on, the Short Code Podcast, we have experimented with video, but I never really felt like it had... I've always felt like it was a solution in search of a problem for us. Mm, yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. Listeners, if you want uh, if you want to see us do it, what it is we do, um, we can arrange that. Doing that thing we do. Yeah. We, that's something we could arrange. Let us know. Or you could just be a guest. Guest if, host. If you yeah. want to see our, our bunker, we will show it to you. Woo! It's pretty fancy. Yeah. It has a... <laughs> It has a picture of woods on the wall. Now we're all looking around. <laughs> and it's it's also wood paneled, and the rest realize, of it. It's uh, very nice. Yeah. I used to, so Sweet. my old house used to be wood paneled. And when I would like Skype my friends, they'd be like, why are you in a cabin? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just my living room. It's fine. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anywho. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, you should seriously be a guest or something. Hit us up. Yeah. How would they hit us up? Uh, on any of our social media platforms you know the ways that you search us hit people search up. for the vagabonds um, podcast oh yeah the other thing i was gonna say is so i when this episode releases will be just returning from my grand european adventure and um i think i'm gonna like get something to take with me to take pictures of to post to the the vagabonds account oh how do you feel about that corbs i love it what okay. would you i don't know i want to like it's too late now. I wanted to order like a plush uterus or something. Mm. Maybe I'll get like a little uh, cut one out, like, you know, like print one out and cut it out and put on like a oh, popsicle yeah. stick. Like a flat, like a flat, flat Stanley. Uterus. Stanley uterus. Yeah. Um, That's great. You know what happened to me recently? I got my pap smeared. Yeah. Came back within normal limits. Woo! Nice. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Ain't got no ASCIS or any CIN one, two, or three. All my cells are normal. Woo! You were you were stressing out about it on a recent show. I was. You were stressing about it about it not being normal. You were just stressing out about having it done, right? Yeah, right. right. Okay. Just, yeah. I yeah, was yeah, worried yeah. that just to be clear. Actually, <laughs> Thank you. My first pelvic exam like a pap smear public exam was very painful and very traumatic. Um this one was not so bad. Good. Yeah. Um I think something that made a big difference for me, um, take the advice or leave it, just as my personal anecdotal evidence was... Take I a made, shot before you go. Yeah. Whiskey <laughs> shot. Yes. Scott of Jack Daniels to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect. Also, anyway. uh, Sorry. I scooted, scooched my butt That's all the way to the you know end like yeah like really like you're gonna fall off like you're gonna fall off and a lot of people i feel like don't scooch far enough so i scooch how does that help it relaxes your muscles it like mm-hmm. makes your knee like it makes you yeah so you can't like hold your butt up you right. like relax and i spent a lot of effort 
just really focusing on relaxing my pelvis. It seriously helps. Yeah. So I I have to relate that uh, the day that you ha- I I knew I knew the day that you uh, went to get it done because you were hanging around my office while I was uh, you know doing whatever it is I do at my office. Mm-hmm. And so um, for the ages. And then she came back. I think you came back after you got it done, and yeah. you were like. Uh, you said something about your cervix. What, what was my cervical Oz is very small. Yeah, apparently. she has yes. a little She's tiny. Like, my cervical Oz is. I'm like, yeah. Gosh, I know so much more about yeah. you <laughs> than I once than I once knew. Well, uh, this is a level of intimacy that I don't usually get with other medical students in my work. Um, I, so the reason why it's pertinent is because in a couple weeks I'm getting an IUD. So actually, right. probably by the time this airs, I will have the IUD. Hopefully. Yep. Um. And so she's actually giving me some medicine to open up my cervical oz a little bit uh, before I go because apparently my cervical oz is so small, which I'm having a hard time picturing this because... Aren't they pretty small in general? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if you're nulliparous. Yeah, I've never had had any babies, so my cervix is never dilated. Well, it's dilated when I have my period, but not like that Not like like baby dilated. No 10 centimeters. No 10 centimeter dilation up in here. Well, then... Once you get your IUD, IUD, yeah, then it's just follow the yellow brick road to your ass. Yeah, so I, I asked her, you know, I asked her, I was like, should we even try? And she's like, yeah, we'll try, but she's worried we might have to go down to the smaller sized IUD. Uh-huh. But, eh, that's all right, though. Yeah. Any IUD is um IUD to me, so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it went well. Also, yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to say how Midwestern of a word scooch is. Scooch. <laughs> scooch it. Yeah. Scooch. Scooch on down. <laughs> I feel like sometimes... <laughs> I do this too, but when you're talking about Midwesterners, you give us like a Southern accent, but that's not true. No. Yeah. yeah. We talk like I'm talking right now. <laughs> right. Uh, it's because I feel like for someone who's not a Midwestern, Midwesterner, it's kind of hard to do like the... Well, it's, nasally a midwestern i don't know i think it's pretty generic big the yeah. the midwestern big. accent i mean it's, i'm talking like the oh the big minnesota, like, minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah sorry i got a big a bag a bag from my bagels <laughs> bagels anyway so transitioning to this topic <laughs> oh this is a poor transition this is a bad no oh. okay i don't want to I'm just so sad already. I know. We're talking about maternal mortality. It's sad. Mm. Um, So I recently read an article in the New York Times. Man, I just like the energy in this room just (laughs) like dropped. dropped. Yeah, well. But hey, this is an important topic. I'm going to talk about it. And Cora's and I are going to help fix it. Yeah. Um, one thing about maternal mortality, this is like Dave's an aside. There. So maternal mortality is like, okay, actually I'll give you an introduction. Yes. Um, maternal mortality. So I just recently read an article in the New York times by Nicholas Kristoff, the editorial opinion off, uh, writer of mm-hmm. the New York times. Basically the title was it, if, if America loves mothers, why do we let them die? And basically, I mean, it talked about the high mort- maternal mortality rates in the U.S., which I'll talk more about, like, why we consider those high in the U.S. Um, you know, talked about the high rates and about how, they, for instance, he s- contributes a lot of it to um, having poor family planning, for- poor access to, like, birth control to prevent, you know, unwanted pregnancies, which can lead to poor pregnancy outcomes and such. But, um, so I thought it would be good to talk about maternal mortality in the U.S. 
and the rates of maternal mortality. Because like I said, they are actually really high um, for the industrialized world, if you will. Or So uh, basically, what are we talking about when we're talking about maternal mortality? Um, so the CDC um, defines maternal mortality as um, a pregnancy-related death um, it's defined as a death of a woman while pregnant or within one year of pregnancy termination, regardless of the duration or site of the pregnancy. So that could mean whether it's intrauterine or like an ectopic pregnancy somewhere else in their pelvis or belly. Um, from any other cause related to or aggravated by the pregnancy or as management, but not from accident or, or incidental causes. So like homicide doesn't count? Right accidental isn't that like the biggest killer of, of pregnant, pregnant women? women yes the That's biggest killer of pregnant <clears throat> women is actually homicide I, yeah ha- so oh <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying That's to a whole new bag of worms huh? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we should without that actually yeah it should just be a whole other episode domestic intimate partner violence is real and it is the number one killer of pregnant women yeah it sucks anyway um, we'll talk about that later yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about that later we're going to talk about this, what the CDC just described as pregnancy-related I just wanted to point out that it didn't count that, because that's the biggest cause. So we're right, talking about yeah. everything besides Everything you know. besides that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, and the reason why this is a very, people are talking about this right now, because actually in the U.S., despite the fact that over this last century, maternal mortality rates have been <coughs> declining dramatically throughout the world... And throughout the world recently, even maternal mortality rates are going down. In the U.S., maternal mortality rates are going up. Do we know the reasons for that? Well, there's a lot of speculation about why. Um, one talks about um, more instances of like diabetes, obesity, like preconception sort of problems mm-hmm. that can become worse and cause mortality, and pre- so like hypertension, high blood pressure. Um, diabetes that can cause complications but also opioid epidemic Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. women are having pregnancies later on you know in life um which is a you know benefit of being able to control your fertility but is also when you want to become fertile when you're 45 is maybe a little more dangerous you know some of the things you just mentioned though um are things like obesity um diabetes and things like that uh, the U.S. has seemed like a leading, a lead, almost like a, the, the rates in the U.S. Have, is almost like a leading indicator for the rest of the world. So we, mm-hmm. we, we were the first to, ha- among the first to have an obesity epidemic and the first to show uh, more diabetes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but other parts of the world are also having that problem so i don't know i guess only time will tell but right now we're we're on top yeah and in the industrialized world like i said we're the highest maternal mortality rate so i mean the numbers vary based on how they measure them or who you know who's measuring but um no pun intended the who um (laughs) uh so for instance the uk has about nine deaths per 100,000 live births or per 100,000 pregnancies, I should say. Um, Sweden has just four. Mm. France is at eight. And the U.S., um, the WHO's number is 14. Ugh. That is crazy. So, 
I mean, if you, that's, I mean, remarkably higher. Yeah. Um, and the fact that that number is going up obviously just tells us that we aren't going in the right direction. Um, so a WHO um, study of, you know, like maternal mortality rate uh, in the entire world. So this is not specific to the U.S., of course, um, leading leading the charge and uh, leading the causes were um, pre-existing medical conditions exacerbated by present. Uh, pregnancy so we talked about diabetes and then malaria hiv obesity caused 28 percent of deaths and then other causes are severe bleeding mostly during and after childbirth 27 percent pregnancy induced high blood pressure 14 percent infections 11 percent obstructed labor and other direct causes nine percent abortion complications eight percent and blood clots three percent um and that's world data so you know plus or minus accuracy because of the difficulties of difficulties of reporting and on a global (laughs) scale right yeah yeah and um so also um something i think that is important to to this story is that in the u.s um their maternal mortality rates among black women are staggeringly higher than in white women. So, for instance, the CDC reports that um, in 2013, they reported about 13 deaths per 100 live births uh, for white women. Um, For black women, the number was 43 deaths. Holy shit. Get the fuck out. Yeah. So. That's not okay. A lot of the causes that you mentioned, I might think are due to difficulties with maternal pre that's the word i'm looking for the existing condition no the, the, i was thinking of the care of mothers before they give birth there's a yeah. problem pre, prenatal. yeah prenatal care or, yeah i like mean like while they're pregnant you mean while they're pregnant yeah. yeah prenatal um because things like gestational diabetes and and other problems that occur during yeah um pregnancy um, is that am I correct so, in thinking that that's a factor? Is how badly we care for mothers during their pregnancies? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's been many speculate, you know, many studies just trying to. I mean, probably not enough to be honest with you. Probably yeah. not enough studies f- trying to figure out exactly why do we do a worse job of taking care of Black women. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been Ugh. some people say maybe it's because. Typically, but black women um, have less access to health care, maybe, because... Mm-hmm. Well, it seems reasonable. I mean, in this country where you pay so much yeah. for health care, there's not, a, there's not uh, any sort of guaranteed insurance. Something, though, I mean, and this is in some way my own bias and my own speculation, but okay. So there's also studies about the stress of being black in America oh, yeah, and sure. how that has a f- physiologic difference. And it I does. mean, it's a real legit study that um, shows that even controlling for socioeconomic difference, black women still experience more stress and thus experience more worse uh, like pregnancy outcomes mm. because right. of the stress associated with the like... Um, System, uh, uh, systemic violence of racial our racial structure in the yeah. u.s well and i so i remember when we learned about this in med school because we talked about this study in med school right and i remember when we learned about it and i was like thinking about it later and i was like oh yeah well let's think about it like if even okay even as a white woman there are rooms where i am the only woman 
and having to like represent your entire gender to a whole room of people is stressful and there are black women who they're not only the only person that's a female they're also the only black person in the room so that's like double the amount you know and so it's like so stressful to exist in spaces where you are having to represent your entire like identity to other people and of course it's stressful yeah like you know I don't know. And then, yeah, like, add on top of it, like, the whole, like, way and if that... people don't, like... Yeah, if they, they're not respecting you or you right. have to worry about being respected or you have to worry about, you to worry about how people are going to treat yourself. you. And, yeah, absolutely. And the whole... And the way that people of color are treated... of People of any color are treated in this country right now is just so, like, of course it's anxiety-provoking, you know? And, like, anxiety does affect your health, like we were saying. I don't know. It's just, like... I feel like the things that you don't think about when you just say like, oh, even controlling for socioeconomic, like black women have worse health outcomes. But if it's you not the whole story, think about it. It yeah. makes, you know, like, yeah. of course it does. Also, this is kind of um, so this was not done in a pregnancy like related study. But so there have been studies that show that doctors actually are less likely to believe um, black people when they say that they're in pain or yes, less likely I've to treat that, their yeah. pain. And so I think and so I could feasibly see this translating to pregnancy because yeah. a lot of, for instance, okay, preeclampsia can, is a yeah. condition basically of high blood pressure and protein in a woman's urine that um, can lead to eclampsia, which is seizures and cause death in pregnant women this can also happen after delivery of the baby so a lot of times the only reason a doctor would be attuned to the fact that someone might be developing preeclampsia if they weren't for instance like inpatient you know getting their blood pressure monitored if they came for a visit and said hey my head hurts so for instance if you have a patient who you comes in and says hey my head hurts and has just delivered, but the doctor is less likely to believe their pain. Yeah, you're more likely to miss preeclampsia. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel like when I've read like a lot of these stories is the the culprit a lot of times is preeclampsia in the postpartum setting. Because, yeah. And I think this is a reason, not that this is the only reason, I think this is a reason, is that we're taught in med school that preeclamp the cure to preeclampsia is delivery of the placenta. But that wouldn't make sense if it was postpartum. So I think that right. we, well, and we don't know. Everyone admits we don't know what causes preeclampsia. We don't know why your kidneys stop filtering proteins. And we don't know why you get high blood pressure. Like, we don't know. And so, obviously, if we don't know, then something is still happening postpartum because women are dying of preeclampsia postpartum. One of my attendees just told me that one of her friends got Bell's palsy postpartum. She came in for the Bell's palsy and she had preeclampsia over 48 hours postpartum. Hmm. And if she would have never had Bell's palsy, she could have developed eclampsia and died. Like, you know, that's crazy. It's crazy. And we, yeah. we're not taught about that. And I think it's like, I think that's a I would part say, of the reason that we yeah, I don't think about it. About it until later. Not, yeah, not initially for sure. And, um, yeah, so I think a lot of it goes back to like believing your patient. Yeah, and being well, and women are less believed too. Yeah, and we we I know we referenced this on another pod, on another episode, um, and maybe we just need to do an episode about that because I think those <clears throat> studies are really interesting, and I think that it like wor is worth digging into, you know, kind of why. Yeah, absolutely. Why? 
why is women's pain taken less seriously? Why, why are black people's pain taken? Why is the, their pain taken less seriously? Yeah. Um, besides obviously racism and sexism. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, the state of North Carolina has um, managed to close its black white maternal death gap. Really? Yeah. How? Um, yeah, that's a million dollar question, isn't Tell it? Tell me how. <laughs> um, so, so in 19, this is reported by Vox, actually. So in 1999, 39 black women per live, 100,000 live births died. And then um, 11 white women per 100,000 died. Um, so obviously a big difference there. And in 2013, the rate was 23 for both white and black moms. Hmm. Um, so kind of so there's up. An- yeah, uh, yeah. Increase, increase for on white one moms side and a decrease on the other for black moms so now we just need them both to go down yeah we just need them both and we need them to go down together so yeah. um did they do they, anything yeah so they have this program and i forget i of course they didn't write down the name of the program but um it's basically like a medicaid program where uh, pregnant moms are assigned a caseworker and who follows up with them basically to ensure that they're able to follow through with you know they communicate with the doctor and say like oh you were put on a pre-diabetic diet like ensures that they have access to these things and so basically it's like prenatal care on steroids so and um that's a big speculation why that uh well some so somebody is following them closely uh, basically yeah it's the pregnancy care management program pregnancy care management program so somebody's following them very closely, helping them achieve their uh, health goals, mm-hmm. um, and just providing them with yeah. information. And th- yeah, and there are other um, there are other things that may have caused because I guess there is also a perinatal quality collaborative of North Carolina hmm. that um, basically made efforts to reduce early elective deliveries, which can lead to complications mm-hmm. um, and improve management of preeclampsia, which is, a, like we said, a big culprit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Were, I think- these, were these uh, very difficult programs to come up with? Well, I think they're just... They sound very, in- they sound very intensive. They are intensive and they're expensive. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're. Ex- I they're mean, probably not that expensive. They're probably not that expensive. It's just you have to have a lot of people, just you know? more than we spend right now on maternal yeah. health. Well, yeah, I mean, you probably end up saving money, of course, eventually, yeah. But uh, we're, so, you know, in not general, that money in tr- should matter when we're talking about maternal death, but. Yeah. right? But as a motivation for some people to say, yes, we need to do this stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, some that's how some people think. Right. But we're so bad at looking to the future we're so bad at looking for future payoffs or understanding the future payoffs of something that we do now and And it's also harder to money measure money that is being saved than it is to measure money that's being being spent spent that's a good point or made or earned too yeah i'm not sure i ever thought of that yeah Um, that's like with like that's the vaccine argument too you know it's like harder to it's harder to measure how many like diseases are not being had than mm -hmm. it is you know stuff like that yeah because you can't calculate right how the cost of polio care right exactly 50 percent of the pop children you know <laughs> yeah had polio. unvaccinated you know um anyway so i think this is interesting because like you know that kind of intensive program it's it's like 
a lot of it is accountability, right? It's like the fact that someone is going to be checking up on you. And so it like makes it easier to do the stuff you're supposed to do. So like I did centering pregnancy as an elective here and I'll, we'll definitely do an episode about it, but centering pregnancy is group prenatal care. And I, I wonder, cause they do like diabetes groups, hypertension groups, you know, like for primary care and they've showed like better outcomes. Um, so I wonder if like even that is like something simple that is, does not cost very much money you know, if that could help. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there are things like um, putting in place, for instance, protocols of, you know, like, for instance, when you recognize someone's hemorrhaging, what do you do? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Algorithms. Put, yeah. Putting mm-hmm. that in place in every hospital. Yeah. Um, making sure that there are carts with it. This is a program right. in California Infectious. that like, makes sure oh, that yeah. there are like these carts in place that can manage maternal hemorrhage, which is a big cause of death as we talked about. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, so when the checklist manifesto, the book by Atul Gwande came out, it's like all about that. It's all about like having a checklist so that we don't mess up something. And, um, so like ID is huge, like infectious disease. They're huge about this. Like putting in central lines, like there is a checklist and there is like a pre-made like cart that you use to uh, put in a central line and it's cut central line infections like dramatically like 80 to 90 percent it's like crazy sometimes I mean it's kind of funny a lot of these things I find that when you get rid of human judgment yeah is what (laughs) makes it better you know like when you (laughs) say like this strict protocol whether you feel like it's a problem or not if they meet this qualification you're gonna do something about it whether you quote unquote feel like they're sick or not right yeah but um I also wonder if, and this is also another bit of speculation, but hey, this is our podcast. It's opinion, so whatever yeah, we can we do. Can we can speculate the shit out we of it. We do what um, we want. That's right. Bitches. You know, when <laughs> in this country, we love babies. We love women having babies. And when that baby is delivered, that's the pinnacle. That's the moment. Right. Baby's yeah. here. All eyes on the baby. Yeah. We forget about mom. Yeah. And so I think that plays a big role, too. Yeah, it does. No, when in my centering group, there's, so there's six women that I like had the pleasure of doing their prenatal care. And then we had a, a postpartum session too. And they were, a lot of them said, they're like, it sucks because when you are pregnant, everyone thinks about you and everyone, all the attention's on you. And then you have a baby and now none of the attention's on you and no one cares about you. And everyone wants to look at your baby. And they're like, not that I'm, you know, like they weren't being like vain. It's just like it, it, it's hard. they need help too. Like yeah. being a mom, it sucks. It's so hard. So like, yeah i know we do we love babies and but we need to care about more than so just babies. listeners when you see someone who just delivered a baby ask them how they are yeah just a tip friendly got it neighborhood tip yeah well you know there's a lot more to this topic but i think we'll leave it at that for now and definitely revisit this many different facets in the coming episodes yeah sounds good so um okay i'm gonna get them all yeah so okay, do it. follow us on twitter at the vagabonds instagram at the vagabonds pod vagabonds pod facebook the vagabonds podcast gmail the vagabonds podcast at gmail.com and like us on itunes and rate us and review us oh my gosh i got them all right Woo! <laughs> time to go have a beer I, I, it's, it's episode 20 yeah, it's, it only took me 20 tries I know. <laughs> to get it I mean, right. gosh, people. Thanks for listening, friends. Yes, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.